I, I listened to what JC said, and, and you think I'm crazy now. You should have heard me then when I was that age. I, I absolutely um, was ready to conquer the world, and, and um, don't worry, the church beat that out of me. But, um, but, but, in, all ser- just kidding, but in all seriousness, um, I have to be honest. The reason most Christians don't feel like they're doing anything is because they're not. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I got this bad habit. Jen said the other day, I got no filter. I don't either. Um, Our focus right now, if you want to put the verses up, our focus right now, and it will be for the rest of my life, is we are to go make disciples. Everybody talks about that. Everybody. Oh, I want to go make disciples. No, you don't. Because if you wanted to do it, you'd do it. Can I get an Amen. I'm serious. You know, everybody, every church I've ever been, oh, we want to be an outreach church. No, you don't. If you want to be an outreach church, then you'd be ready to be an outreach church. Instead, you want to make sure that dirt from out there doesn't come in here. Tell me if I'm wrong. You know, well, crazy people. Well, who do you think's going to come in here? Sin and crazy, pretty much the same word. Yeah, amen? amen? You know, you've you got to understand, well, their lives are all messed up. Well, goofy, who do you think we're supposed to lead to Christ? Perfect people? Saints? You know, seriously? If you lost your stinking mind? You know, but let me tell you, we laugh about that, but I'm going to be honest with you, that's where the church is lots of times. You know, now if they can come in here and they don't make us uncomfortable, they're welcome. But if they sort of make us uncomfortable, they're not welcome here. Tell me if I'm wrong. You know, you know, we don't know a lot about them. Mm, Okay. Lots of times we don't know much about ourselves. (laughs) You know, what I'm saying is, is that this is so very, very, very important. This is, this is what the church is supposed to be all about. As a Christian, if you're a Christian, this is what you're about. When you get up in the morning and, 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 and you say your prayers and you get into the word and you prepare for the day, you're saying, God, make me attentive to anybody you've brought into my life that I can lead to you and that I can teach and I can train and I can equip to be that great man or woman of God that they were created to be. Amen? Isn't that kind of what we're supposed to be? You know, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Amen? You need to hear what I'm saying because there are way too many people who call themselves Christians and that's not even a part of their thinking. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you feel uncomfortable, good. I want you to feel uncomfortable unless you're actually doing that. If you're not doing that, I want this to drive us to our knees to get to that. Okay? Every person that God has brought into your world is your eternal spiritual responsibility. Amen? What a change that would make if that was our lives. Huh? You wouldn't be a jerk if you were around somebody that you knew you were leading to Jesus Christ, 
And, and you knew if you go running your mouth or flipping somebody off in traffic or whatever and they see you. No, I'm serious. Wouldn't that change who you are? Wouldn't that change your verbiage? Well, folks, that is supposed to be who we are. You know, that is what we're supposed to be doing. We are to, by the power of God, go make disciples. Okay, I'm not, please pray for me. I don't know how I can do this in a half hour on Sunday morning. I got to find another time. I do. You have to understand, you know, and I think what's happening at nine o'clock is perfect because Scott is the polar opposite of me. He's intelligent. He's patient. He's kind, you know, not me, Jack. Let's get her done or hush. That's just who I am. And that's okay. Great thing. But somewhere along the line, somehow, we've got to figure out a time that I could spend quality time with you because we've got to get from that's what we ought to do to doing it. Amen? Amen? So I'm not sure how to put all that together. So help me. Pray for me. (laughs) You ought to be praying for me anyway. But I want to thank everybody for chipping in last week and helping out and all that kind of stuff. I woke up about 5 o'clock and I got up and I got my coffee. I got my coffee ready before I get up, man. And I got my coffee and all of a sudden I took a sip and went, hmm. And by 5.30 I'm like, hmm. And by 6 I'm like, oh. And by 7 I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. And I called Scott, and I said, man, you got to have 10 sermons ready. He said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And so, but thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. But uh, I I, I don't want that one. No, I don't want that one. No, I don't want that one. But you'll receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll be my witnesses. Now, that word witness, remember, remember, that word witness is martyr. See, so often we're like, oh, I've got to be a cute little witness. If you're a witness of Jesus Christ, if you're filled with his spirit, you are willing to die to take the love and grace of Jesus Christ to every person in your world. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? I don't want that. 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 Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter, there was the last time, Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. In Matthew, 20, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, it talks about this, that the final call of Jesus Christ was to what? Go. Folks, can somebody explain to me how the call of God went from go in, uh, in Genesis chapter 12 and Matthew 28 to come? You come to our church and hear our pretty music. You come to church and hear our pretty preacher. Nobody really says that. But you come to church and, and no. Folks, let me stop you right there. It is not your job to invite people to church. It is your job to go and take the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and hurting world. It is not. There's nothing wrong with bringing people to church. That's fine. But that's not your job. 
See, something went awry, and I kind of understand where it is. I don't have time to get into it. But all of a sudden, instead of, instead of go, it's come, and we're like, gee, I can't figure out why they don't want to come. They don't want to come because they heard what the mess the church is. And you can't tell me that you don't know any of the stories about the messes. Okay? And so the bottom line is, it ain't about come, it's about go and make disciples. Now, for, we've got to design a pattern or a system to help people make disciples. Then we've got to decide what a disciple is. We, may, we, run, we use these words all the time. Do you, want to, do you know what a disciple is? Have you read the Gospels two, three, four times to say, and said, okay, God, show me what a disciple really is? You know, let me tell you something. It's going to scare you if you actually understand what a disciple of Jesus Christ is. Okay, because you don't have the ability to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. God only has a, uh, the ability to make you a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Are you with me? So very, very important, okay? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boy, that's a whole other Pentecost sermon that just needs to be. And teaching them everything. He didn't say teach them what they want to hear. Teach them everything I taught you. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to teach people everything Jesus taught you? Be honest. The answer is probably not. Because church really doesn't concentrate on that stuff anymore. Church concentrates on church. You know, what really is okay at church? How do you dress at church? How do you talk at church? What are the rules of the church? Who gives a rip? I want to be like Jesus Christ. I love you all, but I don't want to be like you. Y'all are pretty and nice and all that kind of stuff, but I don't want to be like you. I want to be like him. And let me help you with something right now. My being like him and your being like him are going to be two different being like him because we're two different people. That makes sense? So I can figure out what it means for me to be like him, but the bottom line is you got to figure out what it means for you to be like him. you got to take ownership, and you got to become that by the power of Jesus Christ. I can't explain all this to you. I wish I could. I mean, I'm smart. And all God's people said, Amen. not many of you, right? You know, y'all sitting there going, that man thinks he's smart. We don't. But the bottom line is, is you know, I, I know a lot of things. I got a lot of background, but the bottom line is I cannot explain what it means for you to live like Jesus Christ within the context of your life, his call, and your personality and gifting. You've got, you got to take ownership of that. Do you hear what I'm saying? Too many people go to church, y'all. I'm just going to hear a half-hour sermon, and I got it for the week. You got nothing, Jack. You need to connect with Jesus Christ every morning, every noon, and every evening. And the bottom line is, figure this out between you and God, and he's the only one that can get you there. Are you with me? I, I hope you're hearing what I'm saying, okay? Very, very, very important. And he says, and lo, I will be with you always. You go back to Genesis chapter 2. And this is such an important thing that God revealed to me some years ago. And my family's heard of this and heard of this and heard of this and heard of this. Till they, are, they have heard it till they are ad nauseum. But the bottom line is, is, is you need to understand something. Perfect God. Are you with me? Placed you perfectly where you are. Somebody say amen. amen. Right? And gifted you perfectly 
to cultivate the world or the garden he placed you in. In Genesis 2, 2, chapter 15, he said, listen, I'm placing you here. And at that point, it was a perfect garden. I want you to think about that. God placed Adam and Eve in a perfect garden of Eden and said, now cultivate it and keep it. That's quite a wild assignment. You know what I'm saying? It's like, are you serious? You know? Right, bring it up to today. My garden is a mess. Anybody's garden not a mess? Anybody not have a mess in their world? Perfect God. Perfectly placed you where you are. Are you with me? And perfectly gifted you to cultivate the garden you're in, no matter what kind of mess it may be, you have the ability to cultivate it in the power and the image and the dream and the vision of Jesus Christ. Amen. You see, to me, you have to understand, church is boring. Church is just boring. Put a little down in. So What? What are you going to do with this grace? What are you going to do with this power? What are you going to do with this wisdom? What are you going to do with this glory? Go to church? Big hairy deal. God says, you know what? You could take my power and you could take my word and you could take my wisdom and you could take my call and you could take my glory and you can change and transform and cultivate your world no matter how messed up it may be. Quit griping and cultivate. Amen? Well, pastor, you don't understand my world. It ain't about me. I didn't call you to do it. God did. Well, Pastor, you, you don't know what my spouse is like. Nobody has a tougher time with that than my wife. <laughs> Pastor, you don't understand what that person did to me. Pastor, you don't understand how messed up my family is. Pastor, you don't understand how, must, how messed up my job is. Pastor, you don't understand my background. Pastor, you don't understand where I live. Pastor, you don't understand... I don't need to understand. I know this. Perfect God perfectly gifted you and placed you where you are to cultivate the world he put you in. See, we've changed all the rules in the church. In the church, it's all about attendance. To me, I only come here for what I can invest Amen? I don't come here because this is just, oh, wonderful. I come here because God gave me something to give you. And if you ain't gone to church to invest something in somebody, you're gone for the wrong reason. And the problem is today, the church is all about me. You know, me. 
me. You got to make me feel good. You got to say the things I want to hear. Got to sing the songs I want to sing. You got to, you got to, because it's all about me. You know, see, church ain't really church. It ain't about being transformed by the holiness of God. It's about making me feel good about me in my sin. We've changed it all. We've changed it all. You know, I get a big kick out of when I hear about what people say. Well, he just, he's just so nasty. No, I'm not. I tell you the truth and you don't like it. That's your problem. You know, when I go to the pearlies, I'm going to go, I told him. And he's probably going to have some things to say to me. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> but you hear what I'm saying. I'm telling you right now. God perfectly placed you where you are, whether you like it or not. God perfectly gifted you to straighten that mess out. Amen? Amen. God absolutely has given you the gifting, the vision, and the ability to make things right where you are. Let me tell you the big problem. I read a quote this week, and I loved it. It goes right along with what I'm saying. A lot of people want to change the world. (laughs) But very few want to change themselves. You see, up until the garbage in the garden that happened with Adam and Eve, everybody kind of United. Everybody kind of got along. Everybody saw the value in being obedient to God. And, and everybody was cool with that. And it was, it was wonderful and it was harmonious. And, and bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And no secrets and no agendas or anything like that. Then sin happened. Huh? You know? And then all of a sudden, Adam and Eve decided, you know what, we're going to isolate ourselves and we're going to get some leaves and we're going to cover ourselves up because all of a sudden we're, we realize we're naked and instead of being unashamed, we're ashamed. Huh? And God says, what's wrong with you? He's, and, and they said, well, we're afraid. Who, what, what? Where'd that come from? Isn't that a big problem in our lives too? We're afraid. Fear is huge. And then the next step, and this is where most people are. you got to understand, God, it's that woman you gave me. And all God's men said, man, I'm surprised. Usually there's no amen on that at all. You know, none. You know? Well, you know, it's the devil made me do it. You that are old like me, remember a guy named Flip Wilson. And my man, the devil made me do it. You know, it, it, it just, it's hilarious. You know, and it's everybody else's fault. And it's everybody else's problem. And, and, if, and if I didn't have that in my life, and I didn't have that person in my life, I'd be okay. It's their fault. Let me help you with something. Your enemy is not anyone or anything around you. Your enemy is not flesh and blood. Your enemy is spiritual. Are you with me? You need to understand this. You're not in a battle against a person. 
You're not in a battle against whatever or whoever did whatever to you. Your battle is against the spirit. The spirit of darkness, the forces of darkness. And the bottom line is the forces of darkness are going to do everything they possibly can do to keep you from being that cultivator or transformer that you were recreated in Christ to be. You, You need to understand that. Quit blaming everyone and everything around you. I know Donald Trump and Congress and the courts and everything. They're crazy as a stinking hoot owl. But they're not the enemy. The enemy is, let me tell you two things actually. The enemy is, is that Satan is having his way in our country. And the problem ain't Donald Trump and the Congress. The problem is the church ain't what she's supposed to be. You just have to understand that. That's the way I believe. You know, we need to quit blaming everybody else and take the blame back on ourselves. And I find very few who are really willing to get down on their knees until they're done to make a difference. I'm just going to be honest, you know. So let's quit blaming everybody else and let's realize, huh, I was put here to cultivate. I was put here to make an eternal difference. I was put here. And I was put here by a perfect God. And he perfectly gifted me to make an eternal impact and difference in the world he placed me in. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Quit whining. Quit blaming, quit griping, get on your knees, and begin to cultivate. Amen? Well, how do you cultivate? Well, the first thing you got to do is you got to somehow plow up or dig up all that hard, nasty ground with all them rocks and stumps in them. One of the reasons that I know that the the subject of cultivate your world is never going to be popular in the church is because the word cultivate actually means to work until you're weary. And what, one of the things that happened in Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve sinned is, is we grew a very large lazy bone. Amen? Preacher will do that. Well, let me tell you something. The preacher was not made to cultivate your world. You were made and recreated to cultivate your world. The preacher has enough trouble cultivating his own world. Amen? But you see, you got to understand something. It is all grace, but you have to understand. you got to put your best effort in too. You can't just sit there and say, well, you know, my world's not going to be cultivated because the preacher's not preaching right. I want you to go to the pearlies and talk to God about that one. Amen? You know, well, you know, my world's not being cultivated because everybody... No, no. Your world's not being cultivated because you haven't decided to be the man or woman of God that you were recreated to be. And honestly, the church is okay with that. 
In fact, the church has become a place where we all gather together to admit we don't do that and be okay with it. Are you with me? Anybody with me? Anybody just not so mad at me right now? They, they, they're just not seething and they can hear what I'm saying. You know? And you understand, this is so very important for us to understand. You've got to dig that old garbage up. I'm sorry. If there's old stones in your heart and your mind is hard and there's bitterness and there's anger and there's frustration and, and all this stuff in your life that does not belong and you're not willing by the power of God to dig that garbage up, you will never cultivate and you will always be the miserable person you have always been. I'm serious, guys. I'm not, I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm not saying this to be ugly. But there are too many people running around calling themselves Christians. And, and sometimes it's not that they're not different than the world. They're worse. Because once you call yourself a Christian, you've entered into a world of spiritual warfare. And man, that team got their act together. They're not almighty, they're not omniscient, but I'll tell you what, they got a great computer and they're very, very tenacious about coming at your life trying to jam you up. Amen or oh my? Is anybody with me? You understand what I'm saying? This is so, so, so very important. Then folks, you gotta, you gotta find God's vision and it's in you. God created you with vision. God created you with dreams. You know the problem with us is we grew up. You know, when we're little, man, we're out there playing basketball. We're going to be Dr. J, LeBron James for you young people, all right? Dr. J was my hero, man. I just, you know, I couldn't jump, but I knew I was going to be Dr. J, you know? And we're out there, we're going to be spacemen, and we're going to be firemen, and we're going to be, and we're going to be, and we're dressing up, and we're out there playing war, and we're out there, oh, you're not allowed to do that today, I'm sorry. Uh, we're out there, you know, doing all these different things, you know, we got to, well, our imagination is going, and, and man, your friends are out there playing with you, and we're having fun together and everything, and you got dreams, and you're going to be this, and there ain't nothing going to stop you. Then we grow up, and we kind of push that down in what we call the name of reality. I'm going to ask you to do something really queer. Forget reality. Act like you're with me. Act like you're listening. I'm serious. Act like you're listening. I want you to all of a sudden bring them dreams back up. I just see Jeffrey out there playing hoops and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But, but hear what I'm saying. Bring up those dreams. You know who God actually created you to be. You know. The reason so many of people are stressed out and frustrated and many times depressed is because you've decided not to do that. You're going to do reality because you don't have enough faith to step up and step out and say, I'm going to be that person. And let me, don't tell anybody I said this, okay? The DS is coming in a couple weeks. Don't, don't tell him. You'll get me in trouble. And, and he just scares me to death. <laughs> you know. You weren't created in the image we live in in reality. You were created in the image of God. You were created for something awesome. You were created for something powerful. 
please don't hear this wrong. You were created to be weird. Because when you're an adult, nobody dreams anymore. Everybody's afraid to dream. Yeah, well, somebody will think I'm a kook. Good. Well, somebody just think I'm crazy. Good. That person lives some odd life out of reality. Isn't that what faith is? Huh? Aren't you tired of living what the church or other people tell you you ought to be? Would you like to step up and be that man or woman that God created you to be? Would you like to get up every day and say, yes! Huh? Would you like to get up every morning and say, let's go! Instead of, oh my, another day. Got to go to work. I hate it. Then I come home to a home. Not real impressed with. You know, folks, what a time to say, you know what? I'm going to dream. I'm going to dream. I'm going to go out of here and I'm going to make an impact. I don't care how crazy my world is. I'm going to be crazier and I'm going to, I'm going to plant some seeds there. That bottom line is making the garden that God created me to cultivate. I'm going to get rid of anything and everything in my life that keeps me from being that. I'm going to dig up anything, any of the stumps, any of the junk, any of the bitterness, any of the frustration, anything that keeps me from being that man or woman. I'm going to leave this place and I'm going to cultivate my world in the image of God and I'm going to make a difference. Amen. Amen. What good is going to church if it doesn't do anything? We go to church and we talk about love. Man, I don't think the church has a clue. I don't. We love people as long as they do what we want. Amen? Tell me I'm lying. You know, Lord, strike me if I'm lying. He knows. You know, we, we talk about going out here and making disciples. Seriously? Are you a disciple? I'm sorry, you can't make something you ain't. You can't raise people up beyond you. Huh? Are you ready? Have you figured this out? Are you going out in prayer, absolutely building relationships with people that are stone-cold heathens? Quit inviting people that go to church. Let them go to church. And they may be stone-cold heathens, but they go to church. Let them go. I'm talking about leaving this place today in the power of God and going out there and building relationships with stone-cold heathens, constantly asking God, how do you want me to connect with this person and bring this person to your love and your grace in your word? Does anybody catch what I'm saying? You know, instead, we go to church and we talk. But you see, the gospel is not about talk. It's about power. And the power we're going to need is the power to get up from what we've been doing for the last 150 years and do what Jesus showed us to do. Here's the hard part. It ain't comfortable. Here's the hard part. It may cost your life. 
Here's the hard part. It may cost you some friendships. Amen? Some people don't like Jesus. And let me help you with something. If they don't like Jesus, it's okay if they don't like me. I'm not making enemies. I'm not bashing them. I just want them to know Jesus. Oh, but you're not going to say yes to whatever I want. Well, no, I'm not, but I'm not telling you. I'm not saying anything. I'm just telling you you need Jesus. Amen? I, I Quit trying to change people. You can't change people. Only God could change people. If they need change, they need Jesus. Amen? You need to understand, they ain't going to change because you tell them to. They're, they're just going to think you're an idiot. You know? But if you help them to inculcate the love and grace of Jesus Christ, which is a result of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, are you listening to me? Tomorrow as you get up, please, please say, God, who do you want me to lead to you? This afternoon, go home, get a few verses together, be ready. So that when there's that opportunity, you're ready. Say, I don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. Every person you lead to Christ is different. You know, well, I've got to have a canned speech. What can speech to Jesus have other than, come on, let's go. Jesus got something special for you. He's loved you so much, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should have eternal life. That's good enough. Huh? Why do we need all this complexity? You know, we don't. Okay? But guys, hear what I'm saying. Are you actually going to leave here today saying, how can I go? Make a disciple of Jesus Christ. Or will we just say, yeah, that's what I ought to be doing. Father, this morning, we need your power. We need your courage. We need your wisdom. We need a sensitivity to your glory. We pray, Heavenly Father, that um, you would go with us. Prepare our minds and hearts for whomever you would have us lead to your love and your grace tomorrow. Help us, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.